So I'm here at the Hornady booth with Seth Swerzik. <laughs> Don't want to mess the name up. That's all right. Um, I have some technical questions about their bullets. So he was kind enough to bring me back into an office, and we're going to talk um, bullets and ballistics. Awesome. So, and as I understand, Seth, you actually started in the technical side, did some ballistic stuff for four years? Yep. Yep. Okay. So for the first uh, basically nine years of my employment at Hornady, I was all on the technical side. I uh, started off in the technical services division. And what that is, uh, for the listeners that don't know, uh, there are a group of people. I think there's 10 of them up there now. Uh, and these guys, all of them hunt, all of them shoot, all of them reload. Almost all of them shoot competitively in some fashion. And you can call that team. And if you've got a question about bullet performance, bullet selection, a reloading technique, whether it's three-gun, bench rest, ID, you know, IDPA, uh, PRS, cowboy action, you name it. If there's a, a technique, a process, a question about internal, external ballistics, terminal performance, um, they're, they're the guys to talk to. And that's where I started. And so you really get an intimate knowledge of not only every Hornady product that you make, because you have to be able to speak to all of them, but you also talk to these people that, that are having questions or having problems. So you know the product and you know how the product is being used and how to apply it. Uh, so you get a really dynamic uh, background. And uh, you know, that's a free of charge service, right? So if you've, you, know, you bought a new reloading press and you're having a question on setting it up or whatever, um, yeah, that's our technical uh, team and they're, they're talented guys up there. And yeah, that, give them a call if you have questions. That's super impressive, yeah. actually. Wow, I didn't realize it went into that much depth with what they can answer and what they can help with. Yeah, and then, you know, everybody kind of has their specialty. Like when I was up there, I was kind of the long-range guy. Well, we had one or two guys that, that have been to Africa several times, you know, and then they have been going since like the 1980s, let's say. So if somebody called up and was getting ready for their first safari, I could certainly speak to cartridge and bullet selection, but it was really nice to be able to go, hey, wait a minute, Tim's not on the phone right now, and... You know, he's been there three times. Why don't you talk to Tim? And he can, you know, because he's nuanced. He knows about it. So, right. yeah, there, there's a big field of, uh, or big depth of knowledge up there. We also, that team takes charge of anything if you have a problem. If you have a reloading die and something breaks, or if you have a press and something's not working right, they're also the customer service team as well. Um, so that's where I started. And then in 2016, I think, um, Dave Emery was our senior ballistic scientist, and he retired. And the company needed some help in the ballistics world. And, you know, there's not a lot of colleges to go get a degree in, <laughs> right. you know, s small arms ammunition or uh, internal ballistics or, or, you know, any of that thing. So they hired internally and they took a chance. And, man, they, it, was, it was an awesome division to work in. Ballistics is the coolest thing. I got to work with uh, the Doppler radar, uh, new cartridge design, new bullet design, had a really good relationship with the research and development um, you know that division takes charge of that and so it was really cool uh, ballistic engineering is is awesome so so let's start there <clears throat> can you explain what the Doppler system is and how you guys use it to obtain the ballistic coefficient on your sure. rifle cartridges sure so Doppler radar uh, obviously we're, we're gonna we're gonna hit wave tops here but it sends out a <laughs> signal and that signal bounces off stuff in the atmosphere and then comes back to the receiver and so we'll launch a bullet downrange, and we the the frequency 
is enough to bounce back a return signal roughly every one foot. So, you know, wow. like a 30 cal bullet launched at 2,900 feet per second, it'll track that and give you data almost every one foot across its flight path uh, for 2,000 yards or more. Um, so you get an incredible amount of data uh, based on that, and, and it's, it's remarkable how much information it gives you, um, but really it helps us get a, a handle on velocity and time. That's, that's, you know, we can derive a lot of information if we know velocity over time. And uh, that's how we get a CD versus Mach curve. So that's the drag coefficient versus the speed of sound. And the speed of sound obviously changes with temperature. Uh, so it's not dependent on velocity, it's dependent on the speed of sound. So you get this drag curve. And you can use that curve to derive a ballistic coefficient value. Now Hornady, since we've got the Doppler radar, we are trying to move the industry away from ballistic coefficient, which is hard because it's a, it's a good means it's of comparison. Yeah. It is, um, but for the most accurate long-range shooting solutions, it's the wrong way to do it. It works well. You can manipulate it to work pretty good, but ballistic coefficient is dependent on speed of sound, and the speed mm. of sound changes with temperature, and so your BC values can change with temperature and velocity. So we're trying to get uh, the, the industry to move to drag coefficient based uh, trajectory solutions like you know we have an engine it's a free of charge uh, trajectory solution Ford off just type for, uh, Hornady into your your app store on your phone you can download the app it's totally free and we load the actual drag profile for all the bullets that are in there uh, and it's the most accurate solutions in the world I have I actually use it and it's what four degrees of flight I think four degrees of freedom freedom you know, that's what for, it a, is. for a dynamically you know spinning flying object there's six degrees of freedom but the you, know, you could kind of lump the last two into one and for small arm projectiles they're really not necessarily applicable but the big one is um, that the bullet is spinning you know it's it's a dynamic moving projectile and it has a certain mass distribution. So when you use a ballistic coefficient to calculate your trajectory, you put in a number. And in some cases you might, you know, put two or three different ballistic coefficients for, you know, stepped BCs. And again, BCs can change with temperature and velocity and that's that's inaccurate. Well, when you select a bullet in Fordoff, it brings in 430 some unique points to that individual projectile. Uh, uh, moment and coefficient tables, uh, inertia, mass properties. It brings in a ton of data for that individual bullet, and based on the twist rate that you select, uh, it can it predicts how that bullet is acting dynamically as as it's flying, because uh, a bullet you know, that's spinning with say a right hand twist flies with a nose up and right orientation, and that changes things. Where a BC calculator, the BC doesn't care if it's a chair flying through the air or a super sexy slippery looking bullet you know it's a value it's a singular value so that's that's the big deal with the Doppler radar and Ford off as a whole and and not just specifically Ford off you know that's really any engine that uses you know that fourth degree of freedom that the fact that that bullet is spinning and flying with a different pitch and yaw uh, that that is I, I knew I knew it was good, and I knew a few things about it. I didn't know yeah. all that. That is impressive. Yeah, well, there's a lot more to it. Uh, that's a whole podcast in and of itself, so we can right. save that for a little and, more in-depth. Yeah, and I might need to read up on more before we get that done. All right. So 
as a casual shooter, mm-hmm. so meaning I'm not a professional shooter, yeah. but I've shot 1,000-yard line matches, NRA, um, 600 yards, stuff like that, I look at your bullets, and I'm like, okay, you have ELDMs, you have ELDXs, you, now you have a CX, mm-hmm. and you're not losing, uh, I'm going to... Just for consistency, I'll use ballistic coefficient. Sure, that's fine. There isn't a whole lot of difference in the ballistic coefficient, especially between the ELDM and the ELDX. Sure. Like I shoot a 6.5 Creed, and I use a 140 ELDM. But I've looked at the ELDX, and I'm like, there really isn't much difference. So a casual shooter who's right. looking at, okay, maybe I use the same gun that I hunt with, Sure. Out west, yeah, and I shoot it in NRA style matches at six hundred and a thousand yards. Yep. Why is there any benefit to using a match bullet versus a very still high BC hunting round mm-hmm. in these matches? Sure. Traditionally, the answer would be yes. Currently, Jason Hornady had said about the ELDX when we came out with it. This is a hunting bullet you can shoot a match with because we hold it to the match accuracy standard. So that ELDX bullet, uh, it actually has a better drag characteristic profile than the 140 ELD match. Is that Um, the 143? Yeah, the 143 ELDX. Okay. As long as the projectile is accurate enough for the matches that you're shooting, I would let that dictate whether or not it's applicable for you. Uh, You know, previously... A traditional hunting bullet they didn't have the the shape that you wanted to, to use for, for for any sort of long-range match right um, and there's some internal and external geometry that that doesn't lend itself well like the the a cantaloupe, let's say you know on like our interlock bullets well those increase drag right you know, there's less drag if it's not there however it's helpful to hold that bullet together when it impacts an animal um, so it, you can mitigate some of that by going with an ELDX, which is held to our match accuracy standard. They shoot every bit as good as an ELD match bullet, uh, but it does have a different jacket taper uh, and an interlock ring, which helps it expand controllably uh, to shoot it into an animal. So really the, that question, you know, we've graded that line of hunting bullet and match bullet with the ELDX, which is great. Uh, and if that works for you, then by all means, go shoot a match with an ELDX. I certainly have. Uh, and it's, it shoots really well for me. Um, I think the the first question, though, when you're making that choice, is what's your end goal? Is you know, is it only match shooting? Well, then, a only match bullet would make sense. You know, there's uh, less jacket taper, and there's no interlock ring. There's less things to go wrong in manufacturing. It's a thin jacket, uh, so go with the match bullet. However, if you want to shoot matches and you want to go hunting and you want to do some plinking, if there's a bullet that does all of that really well, like the ELDX. That's kind of an easy choice. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. So what is this new CX bullet? So the CX is a natural progression in, in some existing technology. So we released our GMX bullet in 2009. So this is a copper zinc alloy, no lead, completely lead free. So, so it's a copper alloy bullet. And the benefits of that is it retains tons of weight when you shoot an animal with it. It retains 95% or more in most cases. So it retains a ton of weight because there is no lead. They penetrate better than any lead core bullet because they're retaining so much of that mass. So that was a good bullet for us for a long time. Well, the CX bullet is a progression in technology. We talked about the Doppler radar. We're using that thing all the time. 
and like I mentioned, when you add a cantilever to a bullet, it increases the drag. So we were right. looking at ways to make the GMX bullet better at downrange performance because uh, that monolithic material, as good as it is, one of the, uh, it's not a negative thing, but one thing that it does require is velocity. So velocity makes bullets expand. And the GMX bullet required just a little bit more velocity than a lead core bullet. And we want 2,000 feet per second of impact speed to get one and a half di uh, diameter for expansion. So caliber and a half expansion, uh, we want 2,000 feet per second of impact. Well, with the, the older design of the GMX, that wasn't very far away in a lot of cases. So how can you extend the range performance of the bullet? You can lower the drag so it holds on to velocity longer. Uh, so now you have more velocity downrange. You can shoot it just a little bit further to get that performance. So we use the Doppler radar to play with groove geometry. So we, if you compare an older GMX to the new CX, you'll see that the cantilever groove shape is different. And we were able to lower the drag significantly enough that it started to deform the tips in flight, which is what precipitated our ELD-X and ELD-Match bullets. So uh, that was in 2015 when we found that that was a problem. And so now that we have the heat shield tip that resists that aerodynamic heating. So we reduced the drag enough by changing the groove geometry that we had to put the heat shield tip in that bullet. Wow. So that did two things. One, it makes for a more consistent drag you know, because that tip's not changing in flight. And two, because the tip's not changing in flight, it's not changing shape, we can now add those bullets to our Ford off library. So the CX bullet is a monolithic bullet, 95% weight retention or more, and these routinely go like 24, 30, 35 inches. I mean, these things penetrate like nobody's business. Uh, and we lower the drag so that you can get extended range performance out of it and still get the expansion and they're also available in our Ford off trajectory engine. So that's wow. that's the new CX for us. It's it is a pipe hitter of a bullet. I mean, if you, if you want to shoot through a shoulder blade or if you have to take a quartering away shot and you want to come in in the ribs and then exit through the shoulder, that's the bullet that'll do it. So it at with the CX at 2000 feet per second what type of a distance are we looking at? Well, it depends on the caliber and your muzzle velocity, but typically, you know, you're going to increase that range over a GMX from one to 200 yards, okay. which doesn't sound like a ton, but when you're hunting and that you're that's not, a you lot. Know, yeah, one step closer isn't possible. That extra hundred yards can really be the difference. Yeah, that's, that is big. So it's funny you bring up the heat tip shield because I, I remember when you guys discovered that. Uh, and, and you change the technology in the tip, mm -hmm. but now you have the A tip, the aluminum tip. Yeah, are is that going to be a replacement for the heat shield, or is that just a different no, round altogether? Different round altogether. Uh, and, and the aluminum was great because we can we can change shape and mass distribution uh, and lengths uh, because it's it's rigid. Obviously, it's not you know uh, a polymer. So that was awesome. The one thing that the heat shield tip does that an aluminum tip does not is compress. And when you're talking about terminal performance, we want that tip to compress and drive rearward into the bullet to cause consistent upset so that that bullet upsets the same every single time you shoot it. With an aluminum tip, it's, it does not compress. And in a lot of instances when we shot it into ballistic gelatin just to test it, uh, that tip breaks off and it doesn't upset oh. the bullet 
consistently like a polymer-tipped bullet will. So that heat shield tip, you're always going to see that in the ELDX because of that terminal performance consistency that it gives us. Okay. Awesome. Well, Seth, I don't want to take up too much time, um, but I definitely want to maybe talk with you at another time about yeah. having you on the podcast for a full episode where we can talk all kinds of ballistics and bullets and terminal performance and all of that. Awesome. That's, that's what we do. Hornady is a bullet company, and we make a lot of ammo too, but we're, you know, we're a bullet company. We're a terminal performance company. We know the stuff inside and out. It's our passion. It's what we do, and uh, I'd be happy to come on. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you.